Section 49 of The Man Who Laughs by Victor Hugo. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Irma Martin. The Man Who Laughs by Victor Hugo. Part 2, Book the Second, Chapter 3. Oculos non habet et videt. Only one woman on earth saw Gwynplaine. It was the blind girl. She had learned what Gwynplaine had done for her from Ursus, to whom he had related his rough journey from Portland to Weymouth, and the many sufferings which he had endured when deserted by the gang. She knew that when an infant dying upon her dead mother, suckling a corpse, a being scarcely bigger than herself had taken her up, that this being exiled and, as it were, buried under the refusal of the universe to aid him, had heard her cry, that all the world being deaf to him, he had not been deaf to her, that the child, alone, weak, cast off, without resting place here below, dragging himself over the waste, exhausted by fatigue, crushed, had accepted from the hands of night a burden, another child, that he who had nothing to expect in that obscure distribution which we call fate, had charged himself with a destiny, that naked, in anguish and distress, he had made himself a providence, that when heaven had closed he had opened his heart, that himself lost he had saved, that having neither roof-tree nor shelter he had been an asylum, that he had made himself mother and nurse, that he who was alone in the world had responded to desertion by adoption, that lost in the darkness he had given an example, that as if not already sufficiently burdened, he had added to his load another's misery, that in this world which seemed to contain nothing for him, he had found a duty that where everyone else would have hesitated he had advanced, that where everyone else would have drawn back he consented, that he had put his hand into the jaws of the grave and drawn her out, Dea, that himself half-naked he had given her his rags, because she was cold, that famished he had thought of giving her food and drink, that for one little creature another little creature had combated death, that he had fought it under every form, under the form of winter and snow, under the form of solitude, under the form of terror, under the form of cold hunger and thirst, under the form of whirlwind, and that for her, Dea, this titan of ten had given battle to the immensity of night. She knew that as a child he had done this, and that now as a man he was strength to her weakness, riches to her poverty, healing to her sickness, and sight to her blindness. Through the mist of the unknown, by which she felt herself encompassed, she distinguished clearly his devotion, his abnegation, his courage. Heroism in immaterial regions has an outline. She distinguished this sublime outline. In the inexpressible abstraction in which thought lives, unlighted by the sun, Dea perceived this mysterious lineament of virtue. 
in the surrounding of dark things put in motion, which was the only impression made on her by reality, in the uneasy stagnation of a creature, always passive, yet always on the watch for possible evil, in the sensation of being ever defenseless, which is the life of the blind, she felt Gwynplaine above her, Gwynplaine never cold, never absent, never obscured. Gwynplaine sympathetic, helpful, and sweet-tempered. Dea quivered with certainty and gratitude. Her anxiety changed into ecstasy, and with her shadowy eyes she contemplated on the zenith from the depth of her abyss the rich light of his goodness. In the ideal, kindness is the sun, and Gwynplaine dazzled Dea. To the crowd, which has too many heads to have a thought, and too many eyes to have a sight, to the crowd who, superficial themselves, judge only of the surface, Gwynplaine was a clown, a merry Andrew, a mountebank, a creature grotesque, a little more and a little less than a beast. The crowd knew only the face. For Dea, Gwynplaine was the saviour, who had gathered her into his arms in the tomb, and borne her out of it, the consoler, who made life tolerable, the liberator, whose hand, holding her own, guided her through that labyrinth called blindness. Gwynplaine was her brother, friend, guide, support, the personification of heavenly power, the husband, winged and resplendent. Where the multitude saw the monster, Dea recognized the archangel. It was that Dea, blind, perceived his soul. End of section 49